Hi and welcome to the Riders Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Steve Summerfeld, and I do want to say straight away, I'm terribly sorry that it has been a long time since the last episode. Um, I'm not sure what the last one was. Actually, I think it was with Robbie Madison. That's how long ago it was. And since then, I've just been absolutely under the pump. I had my hip surgery that I'm sure if you've listened to this before, you knew I was going in for. And there was a lot of crap going on around that, like trying to get in, dealing with insurance, trying to get everything done at the last minute and then trying to get into rehabilitation and then everything that came with that. So it's been a hell of a kind of few months, to be honest. And most of it, I have to say, is paperwork, which led to me being just so behind and not able to to get back to the podcast and deliver as many interviews and, you know, news and wrap-ups and everything like that that I wanted to. Uh, So I do want to say a big sorry about that, and I hope you understand, and we will be back with a lot more coming up for 2022. Because the light is at the end of the tunnel. I can almost see the world going back to normal. I think for most people it has. Being in the events industry, yeah, man, we're we're still not at the end of this COVID shit. And um, yeah, I mean, we've just finished two events at Night of the Jumps. We had one last year in Basel, Switzerland. We just had two back-to-back. We had one in Munich, one in Cologne, the Freestyle of Nations. But that's it. And now I'm going to go on, I'm not going to say a seven-month holiday, but essentially, I won't be getting paid, but there's going to be a lot of work going on between now and next year before those next events. But I've got a few other projects going on in the background, so I'll probably take a little bit of time off and get stuck into those ones. Um, So what is this episode all about? This is all about Night of the Jumps, the Freestyle of Nations. We came back. Yep, I worked there, of course, as you know, but I did want to give you a little bit of a news update on what was going on there. And like I said, the first one, we were in Munich. We had the world team coming back and and it's kind of fun to have the world team. Unfortunately, though, we couldn't really risk at the time of organizing that event to have international guys like Pat Bowden from Australia or Adam Jones from America or Javier Villegas. Technically, well, he's living in the USA, but from Chile. Um, So instead, we stuck with European riders purely for the fact that that event could have been cancelled at the last minute. Anything could have changed with flights. You just didn't know coming into it. We still didn't know if it was going to happen until the day before, or basically the day of. Um, But it looks like, yeah, in most countries, the countries the rules are becoming more and more relaxed so all good but we had for the world team Luke Ackerman of course we were in Germany we didn't have a team Germany but we had the world team so Luke was front and center of that he is the world champion he did win x games last year but to go in with him it was uh it was definitely a big team because we also had Michael Malero five time world champion one of those guys who just will sit down and read the rule book 
and make sure he wins with whatever tricks he needs to do. He's got pretty much every trick all across the board and he works out which ones he kind of needs to do to win. And joining those guys was also the, well, two riders, the tandem duo of Navas and Rocky from Spain. And what makes this interesting in this format of freestyle motocross competition each rider has to do their own run and then we've got a few bonus rounds as well so navas and rocky while they look great doing their show and doing their tricks it doesn't really work out for a freestyle motocross competition run because they lose so much time so you've got two world champions but you've got two riders on one bike and that kind of evens things out just a little bit. We also then had Team France. And that included another world champion. And another X Games champion as well. X Games gold medalist. David Ronaldo. And when David's on. He's one of the best riders to watch. And he turned up with his good mate. Maxime Gregor. Who went down really hard in Basel, Switzerland. Actually, uh, I think it was September 21 when he went for the flare knack and ended up breaking his wrist and a couple of ribs. So Maxime was coming back to basically give that trick another shot. And Brees Izzo, who actually invented the dead body backflip about one week before Adam Jones. So there's a little bit of history for you. Then we also had Team Czech Republic with Peter Pillart, the former European world champion, Philip Podmol, the younger brother of Libor Podmol and Matej Cezak. So it was a hell of a competition. There was a lot of big riders in there, a lot of really good European riders. And to kind of kick things off, you, you kind of expect to see the big names at the end of the show, but actually the world team, since they were so full of big name riders anyway, Malero was the first rider and he threw down pretty much a textbook run with front flips, Cali rolls, but actually he threw in some tricks that we'd never even seen from him before in a comp, like one hand can backflips. Like it's a cool trick, but not something that's a big point scorer, but it was definitely more than enough for Malero to win that round. But then as we went into the best whip competition as the, as the, uh, the first bonus round, everyone was kind of expecting uh, Matej Cezak to win that one. He won over Edgar Torrenteres in Basel. So there was this thought the Czech would win it. And in the end, somehow, with maybe a little bit of controversy and a bit of confusion, especially for me, Luke Ackerman won best whip. Now, he threw down a flat spin 360. That was a bit of fun on the last jump. But talking with the judges at the end, with the head judge, Marco Rort, uh, he said it was a tight one, but actually Luke did get the best whip over Mate. So it was a bit of a surprising one. I thought the 360 might have done it, and it would have been kind of cool if that was the case, but it wasn't. But going into the second round of competition, we were waiting to see what would Maxim Gregor do. He came out with a pretty good run, and unfortunately he crashed on that knack flare. But he had so much airtime on that trick i can't wait to see him actually just ride that one away because he's put a fair bit of time into those quarter pipe tricks but it just didn't work out and he's not exactly a competition rider 
Normally, you'd see Maxime doing some shows here and there, but when the call-up was there for Team France, he uh, he definitely wanted to come along with his buddy, David Ronaldo. Uh, but we also had Navas and Rocky, and like I said, they lost a lot of time because they were kind of playing it up for the crowd, and they actually lost 30 seconds out of their run, which immediately put them to the bottom of the list for that one. So Philip Podmile took the win in the second round of competition, and then it was into the synchro. And where I actually thought Brees and David were riding better in the synchro, they made a bit of a mistake, and Malero and Luke Ackerman, two world champions, side-by-side, six world championships between these two guys, actually won with ruler flips side by side, and they snatched the full 100 points, which is the bonus points. Uh, Normally, each rider has 0 to 100 points, and you're kind of going to see 60, 70, 80, 90s if you're lucky. But for the teams, you want to win these bonus rounds of best whip, synchro, and best trick because you can get 100 points for the winner, 75 for second, and 50 points for third. So those bonus rounds can really change up how this comp runs. And yeah, what was actually kind of cool was to see Malero and Ackerman, who have been battling for about three or four years at the World Championships, they've pretty much nearly killed themselves trying to beat each other. But to go side by side and win together was actually really good to see. But then we get to the final round of competition. And of course, for Team Czech Republic, Peter Pillard always coming out with a big range of tricks. He's got a lot of techie flip combos, but he didn't throw them all out there this time, probably because he's just had a baby. Um, so he's probably had very little sleep. He did put together a good run, but it just was not going to be good enough against David Ronaldo who had the rock-solid backflip off the big super kicker, California roll in the middle of his run, and he was just looking really good. But, of course, it was going to be the world team's night, and Luke Ackerman, I don't know how this one worked, but he came out and threw out one of, if not maybe the biggest ruler flip you've ever seen. And he still somehow overcooked it. I don't know how he managed to get so much rotation out of it. He basically just tried to pull the handlebars off of his KTM 450, overcooked it, then whiskey throttled it into the wall, smashed the wall, smashed the clock. He ended up with network cables stuck in his bike. He had the curtain cord in his sprockets. Took them a couple of minutes to get everything out. And I'm guessing they've called timeout after that first one. So he also lost 30 seconds off of his run, but he still somehow managed to get all of his tricks in with that huge 360. Pulled out the 540 flare. Don't know how he had time to even sneak in and get that one done. And then finished it on the double backflip. So that was enough for Luke to win that section. We also had the mountain bike riders there as well with David Godziak taking the win uh, in the best trick comp. So Luke had the double flip again and David Godziak with the twister on his mountain bike. So that was enough for the world team to take the win because they got all of those 
joker rounds or the bonus rounds, they had 633 points. It was a huge lead over France and then Czech Republic. Then we went into the second competition of the Freestyle of Nations. This time we were in Cologne. That was just last weekend. I would have released this a little bit earlier, but of course, after being at an event and being inside an arena that full, yeah, of course I got sick. So if you think I sound a little bit snuffly right now, that's the reason. But anyway, this time we had Team Germany rather than the world team. It was Team Germany. We hope to fill it out, but unfortunately, Hannes Ackermann still is not ready to get back on and he's not in competition form. Still suffering from, I think it's still that same broken back problem from Munich. It must have been 2016 when he went for the vault, spun around, no bike, and he basically came to a sudden stop, um, landing backside first into that really sticky dirt that we always see at night of the jumps in Munich. So yeah, no Hannes Ackermann. So in Team Germany's place, David Ronaldo was the ring-in, who's actually really good friends with, with Hannes, speaks a little bit of German as well, so David came back. But as you can imagine, it was going to be Luke Ackerman leading from the front, and we saw the return of Kai Haaser to freestyle motocross competition. Now, if you guys don't know Kai Haaser, I'm sure you do, but he's the guy who does the nose bonk front flip. And he did a few times um, off of the scissor lift. But probably one of the most impressive things about Kai, I have to say, is the fact that he just seems so naturally gifted on any bike. Not even dirt bike, but any bike. Mountain bike, speedway, flat track, whatever. So Kai actually had a big crash in America. He just rode at the Anaheim 1 uh, race. I think he just crashed out of the LCQ. He actually had one of the best lap times in the 450 class. So first time ever going to the AMA SX and in the 450 class, no less. And he didn't do too badly. But then it was a couple of days later during a training crash that he broke his heel, came back to Germany, got stitched up and more metal put inside. And this was his first competition back. And he'd only been on the bike for about two weeks. So we didn't know what we were going to expect. And it turned out to be pretty freaking amazing. So that was Team Germany. We also had Italy and we also had Team Spain. And so for Italy, we had Massimo Bianconcini, five-time highest air world champion and also X Games medalist in Step Up. And two riders who definitely don't get as much cred as I think they should, Leo Fini and Davida Rossi from Italy. Davida, he's got a lot of backflip techie combos as well. And Leo Fini has kind of molded into this Version like an Italian version of Adam Jones or a, or Pat Bowden or Levi Sherwood, like big tricks, so much style, and he's not exactly a young man anymore. I think he's thirty five years old or something, but he's just been getting better and better as the years go on. 
His style's getting better. His tricks are getting bigger. So Team Italy, for me, were actually kind of a dark horse. I thought they could have won this one. And Team Spain, led by the young gun, Mark Pignol. And actually bringing back the tandem duo from the world team was Antonio Navas and Rocky Florenza. And we had Mate Cezak returning uh, to fill in for Team Spain because Michael Malero couldn't make it. And it was actually very difficult. There was Gladiator Games on the night before in Prague, Czech Republic. Night of the Jumps were in Cologne, Sunday afternoon. So there was less than 24 hours between the two events. And half of our riders were going to be stuck in Prague trying to get over to Cologne for that event. So it was a little bit of a risky situation if anything went wrong with travel or if anybody couldn't make it from that event the night before, things could have got sticky. So we were lucky Mate was there because his dad actually drove all through the night bringing the bike for Luke Ackerman. And actually, David Ronaldo was there. And just to give you a little bit of background on that comp, in the end, it was a head-to-head battle between Luke Ackerman and David Ronaldo. Luke took the win, David in second, and then the very next day they would be competing together in Team Germany's, well, for Team Germany. So that was quite crazy. David Ronaldo, he drove all through the night with his mechanic, uh, Mini. So I imagine he smelt like a, well, probably a packet of cigarettes by the time he turned up there, smelling of cigarette smoke and, I don't know, listening to Mini complain about driving through the night while he's just drinking litres and litres of coffee. So those two guys, plus Mate, not feeling too great. Only two hours sleep for all of them. But anyway, let's get into the competition. And it was pretty crazy. To be honest, with no sleep for a few of these guys, seeing Kai Haza come back, it was actually impressive that Kai Haza took the win in the first round of competition against Mark Pignol, who also had a crash, and David Rossi. So Kai Haza, like I said, only been on the bike for two weeks and he came up to me just before the start of the competition. He's like, do you know if anybody's doing the front flip? And I, I thought David Ronaldo might, but nobody touched that ramp in training. Um, Ronaldo was a bit 50-50 on it. He hadn't jumped that one uh, because he had a 9-meter radius. Sorry. He has an 8-meter radius one. The one we have at Night of the Jumps is a 9-meter radius front flip ramp with the, the rocker mechanism on it. Cheetah ramp, whatever you want to call it. And Kai's like, uh, hmm, I don't really need to do this. I don't need to do a front flip. Like, just to ride will be more than enough. And I think he's, he's actually got a complete summer booked out doing speedway, motocross, flat track, enduros, mountain bikes, everything again this year. He's like, I don't need to do a fronty. I don't need to risk it. So as we went into that competition, I didn't think he was going to do it. And guess what? End of his run. Didn't even like look at it. He just rolled around for his double up, pinned it towards that ramp. You could hear that, that massive crack of the steel banging 
and there goes Kai Haza into a front flip. And it was the the rotation was so slow. You could see him like twisting and turning his head to try and find the landing. And at the last second, he managed to get enough rotation and land it. And luckily it was onto an airbag because if he was onto the scaffolding landing on the other side, I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and say he would have done two front flips. He would have knuckled it and gone into another front flip and probably landed on his face. But this time he got away with it. And at the end of it, he did say he only did it because it was onto an airbag trying new things with new ramps, new landings, and he's like, yeah, it was worth it. So he was stoked he got the win. Mark Pignol, he rode incredibly well. Like I said, he also had a crash that he was just coming back from 10 days earlier. Talking about airbags, he jumped onto an airbag, I think somewhere in Switzerland, and he knuckled it, almost knuckled it the same as Kai Haza, only it didn't work for Pignol. He got bounced past the end of an airbag, just landing face first into the hard ground, knocked out, and uh, basically lungs were collapsing, his heart was collapsing, everything collapsed on him, and he wasn't looking too great. We then turned up, and for training, he had more problems. He snapped the throttle cable on uh, his Honda, and the reason that that was a big problem, even though there was a spare cables there, he actually can't move his right throttle hand. Barely can he move his wrist. So his throttle cable is actually a shortened version, which he's been running for a fair few years. So in training, he had to like get used to having to turn the full throttle. And especially when you go to do a backflip, you need to be twisting that throttle and then going into the trick and he's like, man, this is just so weird and so gnarly. But he managed to get the job done and picked up second place. So actually, there was a lot going on in the first run. In the second run of freestyle motocross, actually, I'll skip that. I'm going to go to best whip because that's how the night unfolded. So best whip, it was Mate Chezak riding for Team Spain. Again, we kind of thought with Kai coming back from injury, we weren't sure if he'd you know, really get stuck into it. But Massimo, unfortunately, his whips weren't big enough. He's definitely won probably more whip comps than anybody at Night of the Jumps over the many, many years. Massimo is 43 years old. Don't forget that. So it was impressive to see him come back to competition, uh, but he did not make it through, unfortunately, on that one. Uh, but Mate Chezak, he just didn't have enough. And Kai Haza managed to bring out all of those racer whips getting upside down and just getting so dirty on them. It was awesome to see. But then we went into the second of the runs of freestyle motocross. And Navas and Rocky, they fared a little bit better this time. They made up for those mistakes that they saw in Munich to try and get more tricks in try and put a few more tricks down that we hadn't actually seen before with two guys on one bike. And one of the best ones, and I, I'm going to take a, a little detour here, but if you have ever done a Superman on a freestyle bike, if you've done it on a BMX or a mountain bike or anything, you know that there's definitely a technique to get back on. A Superman is not a hard trick. But you can completely screw that one up if you don't do it properly. 
and Navas and Rocky, not only did Navas do the Superman, he has Rocky holding onto him, like gripping under his armpits, going into a ruler over the top. Like, it's it's just so wild. You have to check out the replay. If you haven't seen it before, I honestly don't know how those guys do those tricks. It's, yeah, it's obviously training, just like everything. But man, the the way the bike would react to two riders so about the same weight as me (laughs) um but how the bike must react and then those two guys doing their different tricks at the same time it's just wild anyway david ronaldo he won the second round of course huge tricks again went for the rock solid backflip in the double up completely fluffed it but he threw it he threw out a double grab just for the crowd bit of an encore um just to keep the crowd happy, really. He wanted to show off everything that he could do. He got second the night before at uh, Gladiator Games, and he wanted to come out and uh, make his mark at night of the jumps. We then go into the synchro comp, and that was where we saw Pinol and Mate actually take the win for Team Spain. Now, Team Germany, they had a good run. Ronaldo again filling in there for Team Germany. It was like he was everywhere. Uh, with Kai Haza, they rode good, but definitely not as good as Pignol and um, Mate. But the two guys for me who I thought would have taken the win, but somehow were knocked out in the quali, was Davide Rossi and Leo Fini. In my judging scorecard, you know, I had them winning it. Uh, but unfortunately, they only took 50 points in that bonus round. Kai Haza, David Ronaldo, they took the 75. And Mark Pignol and Mate Cezak taking those big 100-point bonuses, um, which definitely helped Team Spain try and get back because at this point of the competition, Germany was already... They were starting to get moving. They were starting to add more points on. They won the whip comp. So Spain had to try and bring that back in. And on the other hand... Team Italy were third in the whip comp and third in the synchro. So only getting 50 points in each of those, it was almost impossible for them to come back at that point. It's not like it wasn't going to stop Leo Fini from trying, though, for Team Italy. He had an awesome run. Um, Again, putting those big tricks. Heart attack flip was looking so good uh, from Leo. But the style... The big flip combos were never going to be enough to beat Luke Ackerman when Luke is just on fire. He only had two hours sleep, but he still threw out that ruler flip that he crashed on in Munich, landed that sweet 360, double backflip, whatever else he wanted to throw into that run. You weren't going to beat Luke um, on that one, unfortunately. And Matej Cezak, well, he tried to do as much as he could, but unfortunately... It was not going to be enough for Team Spain. So on that one, Mate ended up in third, Leo in second, and Luke in first. And then we went into the best trick competition. And Mate again, he tried his hardest. He was trying to push a heart attack flip. He is the young gun from the Czech Republic. 
He's been working on his seat grab flips, and you could see he was like trying to push a heart, but he just couldn't get it. Leo Feeney, always looking good, but again, he only took second place, which was good for Team Italy. It grabbed 75 points for them, but Luke Ackerman, another double backflip to take the win. Um, that was That was it. Germany was always going to win that. If you take out two out of the three um, bonus rounds and then have such good riders like Kai taking the win in the first round with his fronty, David Ronaldo with the win in the second round, and then Luke in the third, it was pretty much lights out. And I'd almost say a little bit unfair to be having David Ronaldo slink in there for Team Germany, but that's the way the cookie crumbles and hopefully we do get to see Hannes Ackermann back at Night of the Jumps and back riding for Team Germany. Would have been awesome to see him riding with his younger brother. So that was it. That's the, the two Freestyle of Nations competitions at Night of the Jumps in 2022. And unfortunately, we don't have any confirmed events until the start of 2023 when we kick off with the new promoter Live Nation and that will be huge and I'll have a lot more news about that in the very near future. There are a few events possibly happening happening with Night of the Jumps later on in 2022. They're not confirmed, but we may have a couple of events outside of Europe. There might be some in South America, there may be some in Asia. Uh, there could be one or two in Europe as well. Let's just see. I'm not going to shut the book on that one and actually looking at news for the rest of freestyle motocross before we finish this up uh it is good to see masters of dirt they're just getting ready for their vienna show so that is three days four events uh kicking off in vienna if you've never been to an mod show if you've never seen it basically well i mean it's freestyle motocross it's mountain bikes bmx everything else but it's more about the party. So we'll see who ends up coming out on top at the end of that one. Um, X Games are coming back. We've got Freestyle, Free Ride, Best Whip, everything else. And I have seen a few invites already getting thrown around. And I'll do an update on that very, very soon. So it's good to see X Games returning for this year. And I'm sure there will be more comps coming up. Hopefully there'll be a Nitro World Games. Let's see. All right, that's it for me. I'm going to go and crack myself a Rothaus 10 and Zepfler. I'm going to crack the alcohol-free. I might have a hot one. Now, this is actually funny. I do live here in Germany, if you know that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to babble on about it again. But as I am a little bit crook after that event, I've got a hell of a sore throat. And the German remedy for having a cold is having a hot beer and i thought it was crazy i have seen it done before piping hot beer and off they go to bed so yeah i don't mind learning these tips and tricks from the germans with their beer culture it's not too bad um thank you very much for listening this has just been one big long give it a crack chat about night of the jumps and freestyle of nations and again i do have to say sorry that it has been so long i do have more interviews coming up very very shortly and until then have a good one
and we'll see you on all of the Riders Lounge podcast social media channels. I'll be getting back to them all. So thank you very much for sticking around and we'll see you soon. Thank you.